Did you know that not all composites are created equal? What? We're talking about that today. Welcome back to the Ultimate Deck Podcast with your favorite people on this podcast. <laughs> Out of all the people on this podcast. And Justin. We're probably top two for sure. Absolutely. Shane Chapman, Justin McRae here with you today. We are going to tackle the question of what's the difference between all these composites? Why is one a dollar and why is one $28? Not that, find out. It's not that big of a gap, but there's a lot of questions and a lot of contractors are well versed in this. They know exactly why one's two bucks and why one's six bucks. But to the average Joe that you're helping to try to build a deck for, they're questioning you why your price is higher because you're using Trex or TimberTech. Yep. And they've got a quote from some guy going to get some box store stuff and it's half the price. It's half the material. Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons. So today we're just going to break this down. We've kind of come up with a few different categories and how these products are different. Mm. And we're going to go through them one by one because I find that that's the easiest way to talk about something is to progress through the motions in a logical and chronological order. Sounds... Not chronological. Anyway. Sounds super efficient. Yeah. So composite or composite for our American friends is just a generic term that can be used for anything that's not made up of one particular ingredient just a few different ingredients yep. makes up something you've got composite hockey sticks we've got composite <laughs> other things <laughs> and then we have composite deck boards uh, so when it comes to composite deck boards though traditionally like when composites first came out they were named as such because they're a mixture of plastic and wood that was the two ingredients pretty in much yeah just like recycled plastic and wood fibers and some resins and whatnot whatever they just mix yeah. some crap together and pushed a board out of a hole and well there it is much like giving birth <laughs> very well from what i've heard very similar yeah yeah very similar i know when i've been to the plants and looked at it be like oh that reminds me of my yeah my wife like giving birth before. to my children mm -hmm. so that's traditionally how things are done mix it in a batch of cookie batter extruded out of a a mold and that was your composite deck board and voila and then composite deck boards entered generation two they had some brands had some issues it was like with, with all that exposed wood fiber and whatnot they were having some you know some bleaching issues some fading issues some staining issues some mold Flaking, issues yeah. all sorts of things were happening because of the mostly due to the fact that that wood was exposed in the in the composite deck board so then Cement, and I've been called out on this before. I said it was Fibron. Apparently, it was actually Duralife. Somebody, okay. some some innovative manufacturer of decking thought, hey, if we if we put a protective layer around this board, then the wood's not exposed anymore, and then all of our problems we'll will put, be solved. Yeah, we'll put some UV inhibitors in this thing so it doesn't fade and whatnot, and then we'll have a better product. And so that's what happened. So the first category we're talking about is traditional composites versus a cap stock or a capped composite, you might hear them called. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference between those two. For the homeowners, they're not familiar with this. They get sold traditional composites all the time. Yeah. And they're not, they're none the wiser because it's not, they're, they're not supposed to be the expert in this stuff. They, as exactly. far as they know, they're getting a composite. And unfortunately, the near, the zero maintenance aspect, that's, that's the selling point, right? right. They think composite and they think, yeah, that's zero maintenance or low maintenance. And right. it's like, Mm, sort of, but if you don't educate them that a traditional composite is going to fade and stain and you might have some mildew or mold growth on it, right. then 
like you've kind of duped them. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of products out there nowadays that are capped that resist these issues and they're for the most part, lower cost than the traditional stuff. So that's what why I mean. would you? I'm just, I'm not sure that that's, that it's even, that's even competition anymore. You know what I mean? Like but it, it is. There's still so many guys that's that what I don't consistent get. That's on what, yeah. selling this traditional stuff. Like, come on, you guys. And the, the reason is always like, well, I like that I can router the edges and the colors all the way through the board. What does it matter if the colors all, colors yeah, all the way exactly. through if the color's gone C- in three weeks anyway? is never going to see the, why would they ever want, <laughs> why would they ever be concerned that the inside of the board is the same color as the cap or non-cap? Yeah. I don't, well, I, don't the, I don't understand. The reason it. they always say it's like, well, what if you drop something and, and, and chip it, che- tear the, ca- that doesn't even happen. Right. Like how often does that actually happen? That's a, that's a pretty big so rarity. So the, the idea is so that if it does scratch or if it gets chipped, that the scratch won't be super noticeable. Is that the idea behind it? Cause it's the same color, but it sure. But if it, fa- if it fades and you scratch it, isn't the color underneath going to be different anyway? Yes. So like every industry has gone this way. So the, the, the whole reason, like the colors all the way through the board, it, it's fine. We don't use solid stock lumber for kitchen cabinet boxes. Right. It's got a veneer on it. Everything mm-hmm. has a veneer on it. Yeah. But I guess my, I, I don't understand why some of these manufacturers are still as much as decking has evolved over the last several years. Why are these traditional manufacturers, like why are these manufacturers still doing it the traditional way? Is it to keep costs down? I, I don't know. Like, because the ones that are out there, they never had some of the, some of the warranty issues that some other brands did. So they like, it's still a good board, I guess. And and if the cost was different, was, was much different. I could like, then there's a reason for it. Right. If the non-cap composites were in a, a lower price category than all the cap stuff, then I'd say, Oh, okay. Well, if you're looking for a really big budget board, that's structurally going to be good for a long time, then fine. Mm-hmm. But they're not cheaper anymore. There's they're lots not. of options that are, better and cheaper than a traditional capped composite. So yeah, I don't know why you do it anymore, but that's, that's the differences. So when, if you're, if you're a homeowner listening to this and you're, you're about to hire a contractor, ask this question, are you selling me a composite deck board, traditional one that's going to fade and stain, or are you selling me a capped composite or a cap stock? Because trust me, you want the cap stock. And a lot of times most, well, yeah, I, I can't speak for every brand, but the majority of brands that I have experience with, they offer at least like they're offering like years of fade and stain guarantees on these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that alone should be, should be the tipping point for a consumer. Yes. hundred percent. Like, I don't know. Anyway. So just ask that question and know what you're getting because title of this episode, not all composites are created equal. There we go. There's two different categories. Um, yeah. And I, and so if, if my, if the reason my contractor gave me is like, well, why did you give me the one that faded and stained? It's like, well, it's cause I like, I like working with that one better. I like, uh, <laughs> I like that I can route the edges. Like they care. They want yeah. that good quality product as a finish at the end. They don't care what it takes for you to install it. And it's not like the cap stuff is hard to install. It's like, it's the same. It's the very same principle. So anyways, like do these things for your customer, not for yourself. Right. I guess is the moral of that story. So anyway, let's get past that. Um, and just to, to reference, we're not talking about PVCs today, but there's also PVC products out there, right? That are also another category. And right. we're, we're trying to talk about just composites. PVCs don't have any of that wood in it to begin with. They're just a straight plastic decking. But if you're looking at a brand, like if you're looking at one of the big brands, Trex does not make a non-capped composite anymore. It's all capped. Fibron does not make a non-capped composite. It's all capped. TimberTech makes a line of like Reliaboard slash Docksider that still isn't capped, but it's a very small portion of their business. They've got a kajillion colors that are capped. That's right. So 
shop with those. Um, just so people are aware, the ones that you're going to run into, they're not capped that I'm aware they're still on market are like the moisture shield vantage line is still big where we are. Right. It's not capped. Latitudes is not capped. I just mentioned Timbertex dock slider slash reliable lines aren't capped. So if There's, you see yeah, those show up, like too. it's not that they're bad boards. It's just that they're, they're the Blackberry to today's Samsung. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I had to really think about that. It's been a while since I heard yeah, that. I wanted one. to say Apple, but like, oh, come on. It's just what gone away the Blackberry. Yeah. Shots fired. Anyway, um, the next one we're going to talk about, next category is the profiles. Right. And so within these composite deck boards, we've got different profiles. And when I say that, people probably right away think like, oh, like solid edge, like solid board, solid edge versus a groove board. Right. Sure, that's a couple different profiles. But what I'm talking about more is the actual whole. Um, profile of the board inside and out. And so what I'm talking about is if you go to like a Trex Transcend or a, you know, Decorator's Voyage or right. everybody's mid to high end boards are a solid profile. So they're, they're one inch thick or seven eighths thick, however mm-hmm. thick they are, but they're that thickness throughout the entire board. Right. Then you've got some scalloped profiles. And what scallop means is they're basically, it looks like they've taken a giant comb and drug it through the back of the board to remove some of the material out. But not a, not a fine tooth comb. Just a, we're talking like like a like a like a hair pick type. Like a hair pick. Like a, a really <laughs> wide, combed <laughs> hair pick. And so, in some brands' cases, like with Trex's Enhanced line, there's quite a few scallops. I believe there's like six fingers, five scallops yep. out of the board. With Timurtech, there's two scallops and three fingers out of. And with same with uh, Fibron. So those right. are kind of like the big ones. That's the way that the good brands are able to give you a low cost board is by removing some of the material out of that. And it kind of works like a floor system in a way where you've got like stronger kind of, uh, boy, I'm going to butcher this stronger kind of like you've got your ribs, right. That provide right. the structure. And then mm-hmm. you've got the, and some of the board is full thickness all the way through So yeah, the ribs give it its strength. So you're still getting a strong board that way. The other profile you see out there though, is what we would call like a hollow core. Hollow core. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot less confidence in these ones. I just, yeah. So, I don't know how you even, how you fasten these things down. Some like, of them you don't. You can't, like, you. I mean, obviously they, they have a grooved and a solid edge profile. But if you have to, like, if you have to ever have to face screw one of those suckers. Yeah, so the common ones we see out there, these this is a Chinese brand thing. I don't see this much. There's a couple brands that I'm aware of in, like, American-made ones that do this as well. But... Most of the time you're seeing this from some of the, the Chinese brands, but they've either got holes, like, like holes like literally big, like square holes bored through them, yeah, yeah. like circle holes, or sometimes completely hollow with like little ribs in the middle of the board. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a, like a skeleton of a board. It's like, there's hardly any material in the core of the board at all. There's just mm-hmm. little ribs that kind of provide structure. I don't know how I feel about that. I've seen a lot of failures from that profile where between the ribs, the board starts to crack along the rib exactly, or like yeah. starts to sag between the ribs. Like it's just not a profile that gives me a lot of confidence. There's no, there's between the ribs. There's, there's, there's hardly any material there. Well, that's the thing when we're talking about the good brands in a scalloped uh, profile, the scallop profile on the thinnest part of the board, there's still Depends on the brand, uh, you know. It's probably still three eighths of an inch, half inch, right? three eighths of an inch of material left there. There's still some thickness there to it. Right. But with the ones we're talking about now, with this hollow core, we're talking like the surface <laughs> of that board eighth, is like an eighth, eighth of at an inch. Best. Yeah, exactly. 
eighth of an inch thick. So there's nothing left. There. So I don't know how, yeah, I just don't know how, how structurally it's going to have, that those are going to have any longevity. Maybe they don't, maybe they're not designed for well, that. Maybe and that's like, why they've got shorter warranties and that's why they're cheap. Right. But people need to know, like when you're going to a box store and you see a profile like that, you're not getting the same thing as your contractor is bidding you with tracks. Exactly. You can't, you can't go in there with the idea and be like, holy smokes, there's, we got, we got composite deck boards here for a buck 50 a foot. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like it's a dollar 50 for a reason. Yeah. You're not getting any material. Exactly. So I'd be weary of those profiles. The hollow core board profiles make me a little bit nervous. I like some of them I'm sure are fine. Um, but I know we know that a scallop profile is fairly stable and a solid profile you can't go wrong with. Right. Scallop profiles, the only thing you see sometimes is sometimes they have a little bit of cupping to them. Um, but it's not it's not a major issue. Um Granted, I haven't seen yeah. much for like outright failures on a scallop profile. They're no. pretty, they're pretty reliable. And even, even the, the brands that, that we, you know, the brands that we carry that do have the scallop profiles, the, they're still guaranteeing this structure. Like they're still giving like 25 year structural warranty. On. Yeah. You get the big warranty on them as well. So mm. they're sticking around. So they're obviously confident in, in the profile and how they've, how they've made it. So for the most part though, if you look at a board and think that doesn't look very strong, there's probably something to that gut feel. Yeah. So be wary of what you're getting as far as that. That's the difference between a dollar fifty board I'm talking Canadian prices again, but a dollar fifty board, you're not getting a good profile. You're getting a hollow core. Exactly on that. Yep. Um, the next one we're talking about is partial wrap versus full wrapped, and maybe we should have moved this to the number two thing we talked about because it's related to the first thing we talked about with the capped composites. Right. So we mentioned that there's traditional composites with the wood core is exposed, and then they are there are capped composites that the wood core is not exposed. It's pure plastic and so on and so forth. But some manufacturers apply that cap only to the top of the board and some of them go top and sides and some of them go all the way around. And so do you like, let's opinion time, right? How important is a fully wrapped board to you? Do you think that's a, an important feature? I think it depends on the application. Um, so if you're doing a ground level deck, you know, and you, you're, you're concerned about, you're concerned about moisture, you know, obviously where we're from, our winters are pretty harsh and we get a lot of snow and in the spring when it warms up, there's water that can get under there and it can lay there. So obviously the risk with that, if you're, if you have composite material down, there's wood filings in there. So that wicks moisture and over time it can cause mold and, you know, so on and so forth. So a ground level deck for me, I, I think I'd be more apt to go with a full wrap because you get that extra layer of protection on the underside. Yeah, I think there's certainly some scenarios where that fully wrapped board is beneficial. Uh, to your point, low ventilation close yeah. to the ground. Well, that's good. If the board's going to not be dry all the time with air, good airflow, then probably good that you protect the back as well. On a dock where there's water kind of splashing up on the bottom of the board all the time, sure, that's probably a good yeah. place where you want to cap. And aesthetically, if you're going to do like a privacy wall or something where the back of the board is going to be visible, mm -hmm. then obviously it's nice if it's got a cleaner finish too. But capped all the way around doesn't mean finished like doesn't mean the back of the board looks exactly. the same as the top of the board. Like, yeah. like That's in, a select few. Yeah. Timbertech's case, it's mm -hmm. capped all the way around, but the back of the board's brown, not, not whatever color you have on the front of your board. So it right. looks better than just raw, mm -hmm. but it's not, not. I guess. Yeah. Like if you were doing a walkout and you weren't going to soften in the underside, if you're going to leave it exposed, you could look up and see a, a somewhat of a finished edge on the underside. Right. Sure. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not sure that, if you're doing like a, you know, the majority of decks that are going to be at least what, 24 inches or higher off the ground. I don't know if a wrap is all the way around is really that crucial. So for the big brands, um, the people are going to be seeing in a store that you're more familiar with Trex doesn't wrap 
any of their boards on the backside. Their yep. entire lineup is not wrapped on the backside. It is wrapped on the top and halfway down, like into the groove yep. of the board is wrapped. And on the solid edge ones are wrapped on the full sides, but the bottom is never wrapped on any Trex board ever. With Fibron, their lineup changes. The Good Life and Sanctuary lines are wrapped three sides. So top and the sides and that, sorry, the protect um, advantage line as well. Mm-hmm. And then when you get up to the horizon and symmetry lines, it's a full wrap. And not only is it a full wrap, it's finished all sides. So the back of the board looks the same as the top of the board. So you can actually flip them. If you've got a scratch or a mark right. on or something, you can flip the board. So there's, there's efficiency of, of in, for install as well, if it's wrapped all sides and finished all sides. Right. Yeah. With fiber on, but correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks as though they, they cap their boards, they wrap their boards. And then for the grooved ones, that's when they, that's when they groove them because the actual Correct. groove on the fiber on boards is not, it's not capped. It's not wrapped in there. So you're essentially is the, is the wrap on three sides on the fiber on boards. Is that strictly cosmetic? Kind of like, and so what you're referring to is that timber timber tech, for example, it extrudes the board with the groove in it. Exactly. So therefore the, the polyethylene cap is inside of the groove as well. It grooves right. it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas Fibron extrudes the board and then cuts and a groove then into it, it with the saw blade afterwards. Right. And so technically the groove isn't protected on a Fibron board. Um, and Timbertex line there, they are capped all sides on all of their lines, except for the brand new edge line that they released this year is not capped on the back side. Right. Capped on the front, the tops and sides, but not on the back. So, that's like, that's what to look for. Does that matter to you? Per, in most instances, probably no. not. The backside of the board doesn't need protection from the sun because it's never going to see it. Exactly. It's, as long as it gets airflow, it doesn't need to be protected from water. Um, yeah. If it's staying dry, it's probably not going to have mold growth. And even if it does, it's on the bottom of the board. So as long exactly. as it's not like eating away, then it's not an issue. So in some circumstances, a fully wrapped board does have some benefits for sure. It's never a bad thing. Let's just put it that way. Fully wrapped is not ever a bad thing. Mm, but I don't think I don't think consumers or contractors that are selling customers, I don't think it has to be a, I don't think it has to be a make or break thing. Again, unless it's like a very unique situation where it's a dock or it's like a ground level deck where there's there's a history of water pooling there, like pretty much all year round, there's poor ventilation. But otherwise, I mean, anything is fair game. Yep. So now you know on that one. Um, partial wraps versus full wraps. Uh, the other category I have on here is the type of filler that's used. So we mentioned that every composite deck board has a filler because that's why it's called a composite and not something else, but there's different types of filler. And I don't know that there's a right or wrong in this. This isn't a good or bad, but well, that's not entirely true. There's some benefits to some of them. So the types of wood that they're using or not wood at all differs. So everybody's got their own formulation. You know, certain companies only use, you know, maple or hardwood sawdust, saw whatever wood fibers as their filler. They only use that because they found that, you know, the tannins don't discolor as much with certain types of wood or it's just got more strength in it or whatever. So everybody's got their own formula. All the big brands use wood, like your Trex, your TimberTech, your Fibron, they all use wood. Just what types of wood differs a little bit. There's other brands out there like decorators that don't use wood at all. They use mineral dust. So it's an inorganic filler that's not going to, you know, attract mold or anything. It's a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit more confidence that nothing can ever really go wrong with that. Right. Then you've got other ones that use like bamboo as a filler or rice hulls or, um, I just assumed it was, it was pretty much whatever, it was pretty much whatever the manufacturers could get their hands on <laughs> for filler. Cause remember there was, I mean, this would be more, this would be more for their, like their, the, the plastics or the recycled laundry jugs or whatever it is. Yeah. Remember there was a batch of fiber that we brought in and the underside of the board 
was like a, a traditional composite color, like kind of that tan, tan blacky type thing. And then there was another batch that came in. Remember, it was like super green. That was Fibron. It was a good Fibron, life board. Yeah. It was like super green. Yeah, yeah. Like I clearly that. got a lot of one brand of jugs or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On that yeah. one, it's strange. But yeah. but anyways, yeah. As far as the filler goes, it can be it can be a wide variety of things. There, it's there to add strength and as a cost cutting measure instead of using all plastic. Right. So everybody's got their own formulation. Uses different types of filler. Um, Let's say really the only difference would be. The, on the decorators, like the mineral dust, that would be the only. Yeah, mineral. I think if there was an argument to be made, probably inorganic is better than organic because if something that can't break down is better than something that can, I suppose. But right. don't let that shy you away from ones that use wood as a filler. They're they're great as well. Yeah, and the cap sock is meant as a way of protecting that, so it's kind of a non-issue. Exactly. The final thing we're talking about is the cap quality. So we're talking about like the durability, kind of the type of capping it is, the traction it might give you. And so for the most part across the industry, you're using like with a, with a composite deck boards, it's typically just polyethylene plastic. So right. um, there may be some out there that use a different formulation or different type of plastic, but that's kind of the, the big three are using a polyethylene. Um, the durability some are better than others. Yep. Um, like Trexus Transcendland is pretty rock solid for, for scratching. Um, but it's cap, some th- it's cap thickness though too, right? Cap thickness and the, the embossing on it too. Right. So some of them have an embossing, like I'll, I'll call out um, Timbertex train line has an embossing to it. That's very kind of like hairline and it kind of stands up. So it's more prone to getting knocked down, which is, a, which shows itself as a scratch. Exactly. So, but it's, it's not harming the board. It's not damaging the board. It's just that the, Reminds me of those like those like hol- holographic rulers or hockey cards. I, I was gonna go with sequins. <laughs> oh, yeah. seen, like of a course pil- you would. A, pi- <laughs> a pillow that has all sequins, and if you brush your hand along it one way, they all change color. You know that? That's like anyway. I mine exact my I think my example is better. You know, remember those those little rulers, and you could like take your thumb and you yeah, could like I, knock things all down. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. So anyway. regardless, all that's happening is that you're laying down the the hut, the tall embossing a little bit. And it shows itself as a scratch, but some stuff that's more smooth is that doesn't happen with, you're not going to scratch it by knocking down right. something. But then you've got the issue. It's like, oh, if your cap's super smooth, maybe you can't knock down the embossing, but it's slippery. Yeah, there's, no exactly. tra- there's no, there's no, traction there isn't there. any traction to it. So like, right. you know, Fibron's high end boards and they're in their horizon or even their protected vantage line is a very smooth very embossing. So, so it's slippery. like, you're not going to knock it down cause there's nothing to knock down, but it's more slippery as a result of that. So, right. um, you know, capped composites are never, never great for traction. Um, in comparison to, in comparison yeah, to, to some to, other products. Yeah. Uh, and then there's what decorators does is they've, they've given it, I don't know what the hell they've done to this stuff, but it's like, they've done some sort of embossing to it that gives it ridiculous traction. Yeah. Easily the best traction of any capped composite board that I've walked Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yep. Comparable, if not better to a lot of the PVCs that have great traction. Mm-hmm. So there's different, you know, not every board's the same as far as traction goes. So there's that, right? Yep. Some are some are much better. Some are very slippery. Like on the like, I would say that five runs high end boards very slippery. Decorators very not. Like it's yeah, so price point spectrum. price point doesn't always reflect that. Because obviously, no. you know what I mean. No, like not at high end five five run boards, or you might as well you might as well go for skate. Yeah, you know and some mean? of the like five runs good life line I find is less slippery than their high end line. So it's definitely not dictated around price. Right. And I don't know that traction is one thing that you would say is better on a, like a U.S. made good brand versus a Chinese brand. I don't know that. I've never walked on the Chinese brands. I keep it as far away from them as I can. <laughs> but that's that's conversation for another. That's day. the story. Yep. And then I, that's the last thing I would call to here is that generally you've got kind of your American made or I'll say North American made because there's the odd Canadian one as well. That's good versus your 
your stuff that's getting shipped in from China. Um, the stuff from coming from China, there's some good stuff out there for sure. Like, but it just, you're hit and miss with the brands, right? right. You're generally the stuff coming from China is coming as a price play, right. not so much as a quality play. Mm-hmm. Like we can, the North American manufacturers can make an excellent deck board. The ones coming from China that are, are being imported because they're cheap. Right. And they're cheap because they lack something mm-hmm. like some of those boards that you've, you can peel that cap off with your fingernail, right. scotch with your fingernail. We just had a contractor that came in the other day. He's like, oh, I'm building this deck. I show up, they already had the materials. So sorry, I didn't get it from you guys, but they, they bought a bunch of stuff from, I believe it was Lowe's or, or Rona, I think actually. Rona. And he's like, I walked into the garage and they had it all sitting there. I was like, this is what we're using. He's like, I, I don't, I'm not putting that like, down. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> well, why? It was a good price. Yeah. It's a good price yeah. until like, everything's a good price until it's until it's not a good price exactly. anymore because you have to replace it or it looks like crap. And they're like, why? And he walked over to you with his fingernail and took a few little scratches on it. And like, he had stuff under his fingernail and like, it was a visible marking on there. And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So now imagine you've walked on that for a summer and your right. dog goes out in the yard and rips around on that. Like, this is going to look absolutely terrible within months. Mm-hmm. So you want to save a couple bucks, fine, but you're just getting, you're buying yourself a headache Yeah. on that cheap stuff. Get yourself a good brand, get something with a good warranty. If they're not standing behind the warranty for at least 25 years, like all the big brands, you should ask questions. Yeah. There's a reason why they're not standing behind it. And let's say you had a pr- trouble with a board that was being imported by on sh- ship from China and you had a warranty problem. Who are you calling? Exactly. Who's going to, who's going to take care of the warranty for you? So I'm like, cause I'm, most box stores are like, don't you got to get in touch with the com- uh, company directly? Well, and oh, from okay, what I've cool. heard, most of those companies leave the box store on, on, on like, the, leave the store on the hook. It's like, it's mm. your problem. Now you bought this, you cover it. And some of these ones that are like, franchised box stores, like smaller, like real small Ronas that are independently owned. Right. Like they get stuck yep. with this stuff. Cause like you replace it. It's like, I've got 40% return rates on these boards, warranty claims and you're, and I have to pay that out of my pocket. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. No good. So moral of the story is there is multiple levels of qualities of composite. A lot of this stuff can be dictated by price. Of course there's different mm-hmm. nuances. Like, but in generally, if you're spending more on a board, it's cause you're getting a better board. Nobody out there is like, no brand out there is more expensive because they've just decided they're going to take down three times more margin than anybody else. It's because right. the, the board costs more yep. and because they're doing things better than a board that's cost less. Like right. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I think if, yeah, I think if for people that are thinking about going composite and they're like, Oh wow, I can, we can get a composite deck for a buck 50 a foot or whatever it is. Like just, if you're, if you're, if you're tight on budget, just wait, wait until you can afford like a, a decently priced composite or, board or spend the extra. It's not that much of a gap to go to a Trex enhanced or a fiber on good no. life or a TimberTech edge. Board. It's not, not like spend the extra 50 cents a foot and go to one. That's good. Exactly. Stop buying, stop encouraging these box stores to for bringing in all this crap. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Like exactly. it just, it frustrates me when I walk you know, take my dog for a walk and I see somebody who's got a pile of some crap board sitting in the driveway. And part of me is like, man, I feel like, almost feel like I should warn them that they're right. making a bad decision. And then the other half of me thinks like, well, they kind of deserve it because they went to a box store. They didn't decide to go to a, you know, local lumberyard or somewhere that actually knows what they're doing. Right. They've just gone and shopped solely on price. So mm-hmm. they've done this to themselves a little bit, but anyways, you get what you pay for. We've had numerous customers that come in that have, have bought that stuff and end up at Taking our store yep. to get better product. So now you've paid twice. Yeah, exactly. Rant over. For now. For now. Do you have anything else to add to that? Like moral of the story is you get what you pay for with this stuff nine times out of 10. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. 
And certainly if you guys have any questions about this, again, most contractors are somewhat familiar with all these issues we talked about. They can educate you. Yeah. But if you have any questions about a certain brand or a certain style or whatever, shoot us a message. Absolutely. Catch us on Instagram at The Ultimate Deck Shop. We will answer them to the best of our abilities. Until next week, friends. Peace. See you later.